Hi everyone, welcome back to Authentically Speaking. I hope everyone had a nice break. If you were on a winter break and you got to travel, awesome. So just one, about one year ago, um, exactly, almost to the day, um, I met a beautiful human being on the beautiful island of Antigua. As Matt and I were lying on our chairs, getting some sun and having a few cocktails, we had the pleasure of meeting Raylan. Raylan is a global wanderer, filling pages with stories of seas that she has sailed, miles she had walked, and skies that she has flown and that she continues to fly. My hope is that one day I have the chance to travel to some of the amazing places all over the world with Raylan by my side. So today we're going to be talking to Raylan about her traveling, her experiences, the skies that she has flown, and all of the beautiful, magical places that she has seen. Welcome, Raylan, to Authentically Speaking. Hello, Raylan. <laughs> Hi, Mary. Hi. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yay. Yay. Welcome to Authentically Speaking. I'm so happy to have you. Uh, thank you. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, thanks good. for thinking of me and including me. Oh my God, of course. You're, I, I first asked you if you would be on. You're like, why? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you're one of the most interesting people I've ever met and beautiful people I've ever met. And when I do travel, I really don't meet many people. And when Matt and I were in Antigua, we we met you, and I'm so happy that we did. So. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, when I got your – yeah, I, I couldn't – I was like, why does she want to talk to me? Like, I, <laughs> I, I'm not significant. <laughs> and then it was just kind of funny. And then you sent me these questions, and I was like, oh, my gosh, my cup spilleth over. <laughs> They're so sweet, and you're just so kind. So you see – you know, I think that um, – it's good to see something in people that sometimes you don't see in yourself and, and you certainly see that in me. And <laughs> so thanks for having oh, me. We, thanks for having me. Ser- seriously. I mean, we connected instantly, I think, you know, um, and we had so much, yeah, we had so much fun um, hanging out with you and talking to you about what you do. Um, so if you don't mind, can you tell our listeners a little bit about you? Yeah. So, um, I'm Raylan. I, uh, I'm originally from the grand state of Utah where people are born and never leave. And somehow I did. Um, and, uh, I'm a private flight attendant. Um, and usually that yields to, Oh, tell me more. That sounds so cool. And, um, and the best way I can describe it is I throw fancy dinner parties at 36,000 feet. Um, (laughs) and, um, I go all over the world. Um, I've been in aviation at some, in some facets since I was 18. I grew up in a pretty small town and apparently I was too big for that one horse town and I just needed to leave and, and kind of fly and experience the world. And I was attracted to aviation immediately. Um, was very fortunate to have a counselor in high school that, heard those aspirations, helped me do a resume. And before you know it, I was um, working for the airline straight out of high school and um, eventually led to living abroad and then coming back and, and earning my wings and becoming a flight attendant commercially and then 
and then evolving into the more luxurious corporate world of aviation. And I've been doing that since, well, um, since 2007. Wow. Now, what made you switch from commercial to private? <laughs> well, I, there was this, there was this moment in time and if you, everyone remembers like that movie as good as it gets. And I mm -hmm. remember I was, I was a commercial flight attendant. I was doing like Chicago to Des Moines, Iowa, like <laughs> a little tiny puddle jumper. And I remember filling the, the cart of snacks. We had goldfish and I was putting them, stacking <laughs> the tray. And I just remember I'm like, is this as good as it gets? Um, so I, I, I knew that it flying commercially wasn't gonna fulfill my creative my creative spirit. Um, mm -hmm. So I started doing research and then I realized that there was this outside world of flying that I didn't know about and it was private aviation. And um, I get to, I get to feed my creative soul there. I plan the menus and shop and, 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 and throw little entertainment dinners on an airplane in another fat, like a whole nother realm of, passion that I have which is airplanes and traveling the world and I get to roll all three passions into one which is really really fortunate oh, that's that's awesome now when you or did, have you ever flown do you have a pilot's license or no I don't it's I wouldn't I would be remiss if I said that it's um that it's not uh, a goal of mine at some point someday um I love I love flying I love being in the air and to actually kind of be in the, in those controls would be rad someday and maybe down the line. Wow. Now you have flown for some famous people that we talked about when we were away. Yeah. Um, can you share some of them <laughs> with everybody? Are you allowed? Well, to? I'm not supposed <laughs> I know, to. I know some of them. I know some of them. You don't have yeah, to give names. No, it, you know, I will say this. I mean, I've, I've, I've flown some celebrities, um, my girlfriends in LA would have much more interesting stories than I do. Um, but I'm a little bit of a, I, I like to fly executives and, and politicians. Um, so a lot of my career has been, you know, circled and centered around the business community in some facet. And I did fly the, for Boeing for, for 10 years that I really loved. And I, you know, these guys were the leaders in aviation and, and technology and innovation. And so to me, they were kind of my celebrity crush. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so in, in terms of the juicy stuff, I don't really have much. And what about presidents? Have you flown pre with presidents? Yes. You have. See, that's amazing. <laughs> that has, that's gotta be so exciting. Now you, you just, can you just tell us a little bit about exactly what you do when you're up there for executives or presidents mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So usually, you know, um, you, you, you know, I used to be, I was a 10, I was a contractor freelancer for 10 years. Um, I've now, um, nailed my fins to the floor and I'm dedicated to, to one company, which I'm actually pretty excited about. But, um, over the course of those 10 years, you know, you get a phone call and usually it starts off. Can you go to Russia? from this day to this day or yeah. Oh. Or can you, do you, you know, do you have a Brazilian visa? Uh, we need to book you from January 1st to January 10th. And at that moment you just start planning 
Um, you find out who the passengers are, if they have preferences, dietary restrictions or uh, allergies, and you start menu planning right away. Um, I, I tend to source a lot from grocery stores and um, high-end restaurants, and then I do a lot of the preparation myself. I like to keep things fresh, so I do, I do a lot of that stuff. I prepare myself in cabin. Um, and there's just, it's all about the details and the ambiance, right? So, um, you know, I make sure that I have the newspapers and the magazines they like. Um, I make sure if they have business requests or whatever that all of that is attended to for overnight, I make the beds. Um, I turn down the beds for, for bedtime. (laughs) Um, I'm a glorified housekeeper, chef, um, personal assistant um and and flight attendant obviously safety comes first but obviously comfort and luxury right behind it wow that i i I want i want i want your job (laughs) yeah and well it can be you know it's wild i can have i just had 10 passengers you know i you you can end up you know you have to do a four course dinner you're slicing dicing and you're trying to roll out, you know, courses timely and perfectly with how everyone is sitting and, and it be streamlined and, and you're trying to do it before the bumps start because you're going to get turbulence at a certain time and you want to, you know, you, you land at this time. And so it, it can be wildly crazy while in flight and then, and then you land and then you land in a place that reminds you of something or someone or it's a new place that you get to go adventure and explore and before you know it you're beachside having a nice meal with your crew or maybe even by yourself and just soaking it all in um and so it's all or meeting a new, a new or meeting new or friends. meeting new friends <laughs> and, and really honestly I mean you two were the only pals I had in Antigua so I mean it's wildly cool. You do cross paths with people that you connect with right away. And I have traveling has yielded some of the most coolest friendships of my life. So, yeah, I, that it's so, it's amazing, you know, and I'm so, like I said, when I travel, I normally, you know, I'm just either, you know, there with Matt or even with my kids and I just kind of stay to myself, but we just started chatting and I'm so glad we did because I just learned so much from you. Like I didn't even know <laughs> that your job, like something like that even existed, like with being a contractor and, you know, all of the food shopping, like it's that you cook like from scratch. on. The yeah. Line. Yeah. There's, there's just some things I can't do um, just because yeah. we have limited resources, but, um, and there's nothing like a good you know, you can't get that grill mark on a steak in flight, you know, um, they have this thing that they don't like fires on airplanes, which I completely agree with. So, right, um, right. you know, there's just some things that you have to source. Um, but for the most part, I do try to do everything really fresh and holistically and, and just, you know, so it's, it's just so it, just like anything else, everything's best when it's just been cut, caught or cooked. Right. So. Yeah. Now, do you have weird requests sometimes that you can't like that? You're like, oh, my God, I've never made this before. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I just moved to California. So I'm still learning all these crazy, weird, fad diet things. So, I mean, I'm learning. I mean, 
everyone is gluten, by the way, like gluten intolerant and, and, and lactose intolerant and everyone's gluten free and lactose intolerant. And I'm looking at all these microfiber crazy diets. Like if California has got a diet, like it's, it's got a really long name and I have to Google sometimes. So, um, but with everything comes new, every, with every new, something that you don't know is something you learn, you know? So it's not, so bad. yeah. 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 Oh, that's, it's so exciting. So you're, you're home now, correct? Like you just got, yeah, home. I just came back yeah. from Anguilla and that was, um, I, I was fortunate to have a week there, um, new place for me. I, I haven't been there before and, back in California. I've got a little bit of a tan and uh, nice. I've got 10 days off before my next flight to New York. Um, and I oh. will be in New York for four days. Um, so I'm pretty, wait, yeah, I, I know up. lady yeah. friend. Um, I will be there. Uh, I think I leave the 26th or 27th. Um, and then I'll be there okay, for I'm four days. Yeah. So okay, awesome. Matt and I were just there. We saw um Book of Mormon. Oh, nice. Uh, which was awesome. Yeah, it was very funny. But it's only an hour from me. Oh, so yay! Yeah, I'll definitely I'll be, try. To... I'll be staying in the city. So um, it's been ages since I've had a, a proper New York overnight. So I'm really excited. Oh, good. Oh, good. You should. And it's a good time to go. Um, it's snowing here today. <laughs> but well, that'll be cleared yeah, up we'll... next week. <laughs> Oh, yeah, totally. We'll definitely uh, touch base before then. So we met actually almost one year ago, like almost to the day. I think it was last, was it last? A few days ago, actually, um, in Antigua. So, um, and when we met, I feel like I kept saying to you, I feel like I've known you forever, you know? And we definitely, besides like, you know, obviously our, you know, what you do uh, we I feel like we had so much in common um but we do have a love for yoga and you are actually a certified yoga instructor as well yes can you tell us a little bit about your yoga journey? yeah so I think you can I I, I I I sometimes I tell people like um you know I can I can see a pilot from a mile away I can see a yogi from a mile away too. <laughs> and in your case, oh. it was just like a few, a few sunset chairs over, um, which is really cool. Um, yeah. So I, I am, I'm a certified instructor. Um, haven't really taught much. Um, I used to, uh, I haven't been to India for a couple of years now, but I used to go every year and study um, in Rishikesh and um, it was by kind of accident that I ended up um, in an ashram for two months, the first time I, I went there. Um, but I, it, it sort of catapulted me into, um, sort of a lifestyle that I practice now. I sometimes drift in and out of it though, and that's okay. Um, I, I, I've always find my way back to my practice and my mat somehow, some way. Um, and I think that that's important to share with people, um, that, it's drifting away from your mat is normal. Um, it's something that I've done and I, I, but I always find my way back. Um, India is a very special place. It's the epicenter of, 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 in terms of my, my yoga spirit. Um, and it's, I, you know, it's so wild that, something that doesn't wasn't part of the plan becomes the plan and it completely alters your course in life and I'd have to say Rishikesh 
was definitely one of those places. And should anybody, yeah. now anybody you, given the opportunity, I would say go, go at some point and study there. Now you continue to go there, right? Yeah, I haven't been in a couple of years. Um, life happens and I haven't, you know, I've been in a transitional um, career for the past couple of years um, and moving and, and move and being, being very nomadic. So I haven't been able to go, but uh, generally, yeah, I'd be going once a year. And then when you go, you, where do you, what do you do? Just practice? Cause I remember when we went away, you were telling me when you go, it's full on you go on like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, I, when I first got to Rishikesh and I decided I was going to stay there and actually, you know, find an ashram, I, it was super rainy day. It was like monsoon season actually too. And I was, I decided that I was going to walk from like one yoga studio, one ashram to the next and try to find, and I, I just knew that if I met my teacher that I would just know. And literally all day long, I walked and walked and went into places and it was a complete monsoon. It was so, it was pouring down rain and I walked into this one and I, and I, and I met Mahesh and I knew right away that that's who I wanted to study with. And, um, I've been studying with him for, um, several years now and it's, it's full on, it's full on. It's morning, 5 a.m. wake up meditation, uh, an hour, uh, two hours, two and a half hours of yoga, tea, study, study, study. You have one hour of a free break each day, um, you know, lunch and then study, study. And then again, another two and a half hours of, of yoga and then another hour of meditation. Oh, wow. That's hardcore. Yeah. 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 So when you travel, it's hard to get on your mat, right? When you're working. Um, it, it just sort of depends. I would have to say that my life has been in kind of transition the past two years. So, um, it's just, it's just wild. It just, I, I couldn't find myself. I couldn't find myself there. I couldn't find my way to my mat. And you know, the past, the past, the past month has been really good and I've submerged myself back in my practice. And obviously I see it in my day to day. Um, and I know that people, do too when they're when they're when they're submerged in their practice it's so important but um it's it's also it's also okay to know that you drift away too you know yeah and a lot of people will tell me that you know oh my god I feel you know I don't feel right I don't feel right when I miss a class or Mm -hmm. you know I feel you know it's because they're not moving that energy Mm -hmm. that stuck energy yeah absolutely Um, so I I I get it you know um so is India one of your favorite, is it your favorite place to visit or do you have some? Yeah. I mean, I love India because it, it does, um, it does s- somehow catapult me into, um, the space I'd really like to be. And I, you know, it's just such a raw place. I love, I love Lao. Lao is like, um, a, a favorite of mine. Um, it's, I, I did a, a, a trek up into the Hamung Hill people. Um, and the people are just so colorful and kind. Their smiles could seriously sweep peace across the world. Um, ah. Yeah, I mean, it's just a really special place. I tend to revisit Alaska on a yearly basis for extended periods of time and period- periodically throughout the year. I love Alaska because it's just this raw and spoiled place. And the people are weathered with stories and mountains of character, you know, and uh, you sit down at somewhere at a restaurant or a bar or you're walking the docks and 
before you know it, you're going to have um, some laughs with some old weathered salty that's got a story to tell, you know, and oh, I just love wow. that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's beautiful. I've never been. I would love there's so many places just talking to you. I'm like, OK, I have to write that on my list, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what about warmer weather? What about islands? Yeah, I mean, I loved ba- I loved Indonesia when I traveled there. Um, it's been a really long time since I've been there. Um, 2000, I went in 2003, but it was right after the Bali bombings. And so the place is pretty desolate. Uh, it, there was hardly anyone there. So I know Bali is, is quite popular these days. I'm not sure by returning if I'd be doing myself any favors of holding on to the memory that I have of it when I traveled there. Um, And sometimes I don't revisit places just because I want it to be, I want the memory to remain the same as I experienced it. And sometimes places change over time, which is totally okay. It's just, I choose to remember as it once was for me, you know? Oh, I love that. Now that leads us to my next question, actually, um, which is perfect timing. But I was like, you know, I'm always Googling and looking things up and reading, but um, there are a lot of benefits of traveling. And there's two that I just want to clarify with you as a professional, wait, you're a professional traveler. Is that how you introduce yourself to me? I, I think, think, I think it was uh, mostly because I, I yeah. say that. So I don't have to tell you what I do for a living. <laughs> but, <laughs> now, why don't you like to do that? Is it because you can, um, because of who you fly for? Or is it because another Yeah, well, it just, reason? it usually, um, you know, it's me talking about my job <laughs> and I love what I do and I'm so extremely fortunate, but I have so many other hobbies and things that really like, you know, really encompass who I am, but I am very fortunate. I'm one of those lucky people that has this wow job, right? And people want to hear a lot about it, but sometimes I get sick of talking about it. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to talk about your other hobbies? That's (laughs) not, I didn't mean that. That's so horrible. No, No, I know. But it's just, uh, usually it's, you know, I I said professional traveler because then I can just tell you my travel stories and that's like way more fun (laughs) to talk about. No, but what, you know what, what other, what what else do you, what are your other hobbies? Well, no, I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, you, you, you know me. I mean, traveling is, is really what lights my fire. Um, I do it. Um, I, I do it mostly. And I'm such a proponent of solo travel and I'm a female and I'm such a huge proponent of female solo traveling. Um, and the reason is, is because you, you open yourself up to completely submerge yourself in a culture you've traveled so far to explore that when you put yourself outside of your social circle that you that you normally be in and the comforts of your social social circle you will be so engulfed with the culture the people the locals the stories that really that really enrich why you travel um and i feel like sometimes you can only do that when you're when you're solo Um, and when you're in the confines and I don't want to say confines, but when you're in your, in the comfort of your own social circle, sometimes you miss that. And, um, so I'm such a huge proponent of, of, of world travel and also for solo women traveling. Cause I feel like women grow 
when they grow, they grow so big and powerful and beautiful and soulful. And I feel like you can really do that as a solo traveler. Solo traveling does that for women um, and it empowers them. And I just think it's just really beautiful. Yeah. You know, everything you're saying, I'm like sitting here going, I don't think I, I, I traveled to India solo, but it was for work back in 1998 when I was in the diamond mm-hmm. district. Um, so I was really just there for work. But other than that, I've never traveled alone. And that goes back to me saying like, when I travel, I never really meet yeah. people. Because I'm always with somebody, except Matt's a very social guy. And it's not like I'm not social. Yeah. Um, but usually when you're traveling, you know, I'm there spending time yeah. with him or I'm with my kids. But, you know, that's, that is very empowering to say. And that's probably true. And I, I'm not saying I, I can't wait to be an empty nester. But when I'm <laughs> able to yeah. travel alone at some point, well, I, I said that you're going to be my guide. Yeah, I'll, I'll guide you. you. So. I, I have to say that, like, it's just, um, I I think that it's so beautiful, right, to be able to travel with someone. And I, I'm quite the opposite. Um, I'm the opposite of you. I don't, I don't have children. I don't have a mate. I, I've also, I've also, even when I did have a partner, like I would go off just because nobody has had the freedom that I've had. I created a life for myself that afforded me a lot of freedom to fill that passion cup of travel that I have that's wide open that needs to be filled consistently for me to like continue to blossom, right? It's my passion cup and I have to, so even when I was in a relationship, I I, I didn't, I didn't, I don't have a lot of people that have the freedom that I have. Um, and so my first trip was to go to Thailand when I was 20 or 21. And um, my friend bailed out on the last minute and I, I went, I'm like, I have to go. I, I have all this time. And I, I took the plunge and it really sort of molded me into the, the, you could say I've been Anthony, Anthony Bourdain traveling since I was 21. Um, I've wow. been, you know, getting into those fishing boats and I mean, and, and just going and talking to the locals down at the docks and, or whatever, you know, and, 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 and if that trip hadn't happened, if that one friend I've, I've often thought about him and I, I wish I could tell him thank you. Cause it sort of pioneered my entire travel um, life, you know, wow, that's amazing. Now creating these memories, um, how do you save and cherish all of the memories from all around, like all the places you've been to now, you said you don't really go, you go back to those places or you don't at all. Like India you visit. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's some places I do go back. Um, it, it just really depends on what my purpose is. Um, there's some that I just want them. I have went back to a place and it was changed so drastically. I mean, I, so drastic that there was, it was paved roads and McDonald's on the street, uh, a pizza hut and they were selling t-shirts. And what I remembered it to be was a dirt road with little wooden chairs that you sat on and sip tea and beer and an elephant walking down. There were monkeys everywhere. And look at the, the, the comparison between the two. And I choose to remember yeah. the uh, utopia that I considered it to be. I want to remember it just as it was. Sometimes it's okay not to go back. 
sometimes it's okay to revisit too. But I do do a lot of writing and Mary Beth, I know what you're mm-hmm. getting to. Um, <laughs> you know exactly what's on the tip of my tongue. I hope you started. Um, Did you so start? So I... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do do a lot of writing on my own. And it's really I do these Facebook updates and Instagram posts. And I will say I've gotten a lot of encouragement to blog and and you being one of them not knowing me for but just a couple of days. You were like, you have to do this. You have to do this. And I just took the Berkman method test. And <laughs> I'm apparently a 99% literary. So <laughs> I have I have decided that uh and I'm working on it and in you might in a in a month you'll you'll be reading a blog. You'll, you you can follow okay. me. So okay, good. That makes me very happy because you're you know, I do follow you on Instagram and we're friends on Facebook and you do you write be- like your post today was like I got tears in my eyes. <laughs> I don't know if it was because I, I knew I was going to be speaking with you in like 30 minutes or whatever, but you're a beautiful writer. Oh, thank and you. It makes people like, it makes me want to go everywhere that you've been. And it's, you could, it's from your heart, you know? So oh, that's so sweet. Um, it is. And there is one that I love that I want to share with everyone. Um, Cause I went through your whole page I mean I went through your whole page when I first met you but um, right before we were going to record this um, I went through it again and on your Instagram page uh, from June back in June of 2018 you wrote Charles and I seem to share the same passion if not by air it will be by sea I salute you thank you for my wings life at 36,000 feet and making the world my backyard. I love that. Can you share who, I mean, I know, but not everyone does. <laughs> Who's Charles? <laughs> no. <laughs> and can you share the quest you were on? Yeah, absolutely. So this was, um, so this was, I had gotten a trip to Hawaii. Um, I had actually gotten um, several trips to Hawaii. I'd been to Hawaii numerous times. Um, this specifically, however, was to Maui. And, um, are you there? Okay, good. Yeah. Sorry. I thought I lost you. I have really horrible reception. Nope. No, it's, it's actually perfect. Okay, clear. cool. Yeah. Um, I got this trip to Maui and I was telling, I was telling my friend Pat, who's also a private flight attendant. And I was like, I'm going to Maui. And I, I know you go there and I'd never been to Maui, but I'd always, you know, I'd been to Hawaii, but not Maui. And I was really excited. And she's like, Oh, Raylan, you're going to love it you know who's buried there, right? And I was like, no. She's like, Charles Lindbergh. And immediately, my plans for the bamboo forest and the seven sacred pools took, uh, pools took a huge backseat. Um, and now I was going to find Charles Lindbergh's grave and basically paying aviation homage to the person that gave me wings. So, oh. um, yeah, I... Um, I, the first time I went, so when I got there, I, you know, I got the car and I started driving. It was going down the beautiful Hana Highway, right? Um, With the black lava rocks and the black beaches and just the raw landscape was so beautiful and green. And then they had the sea right there and the cows that had this, like, basically this front row cinema 
of the world. And I just remember looking wow. at the cows and being like, you have to be the luckiest cows I've ever seen in the world. <laughs> um, they were just feasting on these huge like cliffs of, <laughs> along the Hana Highway. It was just remarkable. And basically the first, the first attempt, I, the, the road was closed just uh, like five miles before I got there. And I got a little lost and ended up having to go back because it was getting dark. And I kind of gave up and then I decided um, the second day I'd go and I finally found it and it took me like three hours and I finally got there and um, I don't know if anybody's been there, but um, Charles Lindbergh is buried um, up on a cliff along the Hana Highway overlooking the sea. Um, He was also... Um, in addition to aviation, he was a seaman. Um, and I have a huge passion for sailing as well. And, and I, I love the water and I love boats and, um, anyways, uh, I don't know, for some reason it was one of those aha travel moments. Um, I've had several of them where I've been brought to tears because of just the sheer beauty that it was like, right, you know, right in front of me. And, for some reason, I got to his grave and I just fell to my knees and started crying. Hmm. And it was just this like really overflowing gratitude for somebody else's dreams somehow paving the way for my own. And it just spilled over me. And I just, I couldn't believe that um, I'd found him. And then on top of it, that I was there, it was unplanned. And, and more importantly, that like, you know, the decisions and the, and the passions of others affect, affect other people and our lives and our own passions. And it's just, it's just wild to think about this person that had such a drive for flight and a passion for flight. And somehow it, it, it gave me my wings too. And so, so many years later, it's let me experience the world through my own set of rose-colored glasses, you know? Wow. Uh, that's See, now stuff like that needs to be on paper. <laughs> <laughs> it's going, girl. I promise you. Um, I uh. promise you. It's, it's, it's come down the pipeline. I now have um, the real cool thing. Get is... a blog. What about a book? <laughs> I know. I've got, I've got all sorts of stuff. And, you know, I... I'm looking forward to the future. I now have this amazing stability in my flight career, um, you know, as a contractor and anyone who freelances understands the hustle. And I have since put my hustle, the hustle is in the, in a backpack in the closet. Um, I get to just, I found a department and that I can just fly with and, and I'm full time and it's very structured and, now I have all this free time to start ticking boxes of other passions I have and other goals that I've, that I've been longing to achieve and writing as one of them and sharing it with everyone. So I promise you, Mary Beth Woodford, in Aww. time, you'll be reading what I have to say. <laughs> all right. You're going to make me cry for some reason. I'm so emotional. You're such an amazing, you're so amazing. Thank you, you really so are. Much. And- Oh. So do you have pictures or like, what do you, how do you save everything? 
Like your memory, yeah. first of all, is amazing. Oh, thank you. Like, um, so I, I, so I, I when I, remember I mentioned Thailand and I, st- I took books upon books and I filled them. Um, sometimes I go back and read some of my travels and, you know, it's so nice because I, I think that taking pictures is beautiful, right? And it's a, and it's a great snapshot of what you did see through your eyes, but the written word is so powerful because the, the snapshot mm-hmm. can't describe the smell of the sea or the aromas from a, a, a woman cooking curry in her, in her living room and you just walked right past it or, you know, incense burning from a temple um, or the sounds that are emanating from some monks that were chanting as you walked by. These are all things, these are descriptive words that are so powerful that, that a picture can't really do its justice, right? Um, so while I do take photographs, I do do a little weird thing too. All of my, I have a flight log. So any, any ticket that I've ever booked or any seat that I've ever boarded, a plane I've ever boarded with a seat assignment, um, has been glue sticked into books. Uh, so I have obviously thousands of <laughs> like thousands wow. and thousands of tickets and books and things things I've little ri- I've written. Um, I don't buy a ton of souvenirs. I tend to buy postcards and then se- I always send one to myself. Um, and so I have a plethora of postcards I've sent myself. Do you write on yeah. the postcards? Yeah, I write Maybe. exactly what I've experienced or what I'm seeing at that moment. Um, that's really cool. Um, and then, you know, I do, I do tend to glue, I have a glue stick. I always have a glue stick. (laughs) Um, so I'm always glue sticking something into an empty notebook and that's sort of, I have, I have so many of those. And sometimes I look back and I read them. Sometimes I have a dinner party and I read them. Um, I used to have, I, when I do come back from India, I tend to do get really, um, uh, submerged and, and practice. And so I'll have like friends over for candlelight yoga and I'll teach just, just good close friends. And then usually yeah. I'll read an insert of some sort of travel I've done. Um, so I do share it just on a far more intimate level. Um, but yeah, that's just, uh, that's what I, I do. You know, memories fade. We all know that. And whatever you yeah. can do to, I mean, honestly, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to, there's one day I'm not going to be able to read, read and, and, but somebody will be able to read it to me or, or read it to themselves. I don't know. Who knows? Oh my goodness. You know? <laughs> All right. I got it. I need a glue stick. And I want to be invited to your candle. Like, oh, I love party. it. I love it. I do have a pretty decent space right now. Um, and you know, I think, I think, you know, once I get more of a circle of friends here in California, I have a few, but I'm still so new that I'll, I'll be hosting again. And that's one of my favorite things is to host. So let your daughter come out and go to college out here and then you can come to my house and I'll host you. Well, now that you, now that you told, now that I know where you, uh, landed Mm -hmm. and you're going to be now, now I might just tell her to it's okay to go (laughs) you know it is far but whatever her heart whatever she wants to do and when she's there I will be in your living room practicing yoga under candlelight and you can read me all of your your memories you know but you know 
Yes, definitely. And it's it's funny because last year I took um half of my blogs that were online and I, I put them I had them published into a book. Yay. Yeah, and the reason I did that, um it was because when I am not here, my website and my blogs online will probably be gone, right? Um and I made these the books for my kids. So when I'm not here one day, because a lot of the blogs are, I, I didn't put all of them, but I did pick and choose. Like there were a few blogs that I wrote. They were letters to my kids. Um, and actually their dad, I had asked him to write letters to them and I published those online and I also put them in the book. Oh, that's so special. uh, I love it. Yeah. I have to, yeah, I have to continue to, um, to, you know, to save everything because you're right one day we're not going to be able to to read or write yeah so and the memory or remember for that matter yeah so I will remember this conversation <laughs> for sure oh you're so sweet you're, ama- you're so amazing seriously I am honestly I'm so glad I'm I met so you. glad I met you too I'm so glad I met you and I knew that I would see you again um that's another thing that you as a traveler you know um, you know when you'll see that person again. Uh, so I don't get very tearful over goodbyes or anything like that. Um, I yeah. knew I knew it would just be a matter of time, and I actually believe that it's just right around the corner. So it is. It might be in a few weeks when I come <laughs> yeah. to the city. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited because it's it's not far from here, and there's really no excuse. no like I in let in. You know, if I have to, if it's a Wednesday night and I have to teach, I will definitely get a sub. And uh, my kids are now old enough to stay home alone. Um, and my daughter gets her license soon. So that makes everything even better. So we have no, no excuses, excuses not to meet. Yeah. So I will, I will make the trip. Oh, sure. cool. So I do look, I look forward to it and I, I can't wait. And thank you so much for taking the time to, you know, talk to me again and, share your stories with um everyone that that listens so i'm excited to i don't even have to say that i look forward to traveling with you because i'm going to see you in a in a few weeks. yes so well thanks for having me thanks for letting me share thank you my story of i don't (laughs) why do you why do you want to talk to me But thank it, you. Listen to everything you just said. Like, this is such an amazing episode. Like, there's so much. Like, I'm going to, when we get off, I'm gonna going to listen to it. And I there's so many things that I want. I want to, there's so many titles that I want for this. Mm. Um, you know, and maybe, maybe I'll leave it up to you, but I'm liking as good as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> or, or. Or or chasing the sun. I, I love that. It, no, that was actually really good. I loved it. So um, you you've got what? me pegged, darling. And I uh, thank you no. for letting me be a part of your cyber world. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, and thank you everyone for listening. And have safe travels, my friend. And I will talk. To Absolutely. You. Take care. Thanks, Raylan. Bye.